Hello, welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Sport. We've got another football shirt special with you today, and I'm joined, actually this is the first actually, because this is the first one I've done face-to-face, um, and with um, Harry Martin. Harry Martin, how are you doing? Very good, very good, Luke, very good. Uh, so, we're, obviously we're talking about football shirt, and we're talking about your career, and we're probably mainly focusing on teaching, because um, th- this last year I've been at St. Columbus in Bexyheath, and Harry's been a, a PE teacher, and I've been learning a lot of him and other teachers in the school, so I feel it's a great opportunity for Harry to tell his story. Um, but obviously, we connected to a football shirt theme. How, how, how did we... So first of all, where did your love of football shirts come from? Because we talk about this a lot. My love... I've had kits forever. I can, forever. I, growing up, I was regarding football a bit spoiled, probably. My old man used to uh, he used to go to France on, for with work and stuff, and come home. I had all exotic kits, and and I was one of them kids that always had the new kit, always had a random kit. So that I had I had a Hamburg middle of the eighties. I had Hamburg kits. I had Valencia, Barcelona. So yeah, growing up, football kits were always in the cupboard, in the wardrobe, and things like that. And being a a sportsman, I was always wearing them. So yeah, my dad. I had loads growing up. Yes, yeah, I had I had loads of shirts, but my, mine were all QPR. I never, I don't know why I never really got. Yeah, any I had, honestly, I had everything. We had Juve. I remember he took a soccer scene. He take a soccer scene. He had like yeah, yeah, yeah. exotic kits up there, like Carnaby Street. And um, I got finaled one year. I had a final kit about nineteen ninety sort of time. I mean, that was either Hummel or Lumber. I can't remember. But nah, just a bit of a fetish. I just love football kits. Love them. I've had every single diet. Had every single Tottenham kit growing up, from age of sort of two. So obviously, we spoke earlier. You haven't actually got these shirts now, have you? Nah, nah. So how many? I've got a few of them. Yeah, a few of them. Like my son, I've got every every kit. I've never thrown one of his kits away. So he's thirteen now. So I've got every single Spurs kit since he was born. Do they fit you? No, they don't. (laughs) One day maybe. One day. day. Nah, they. So. So and then obviously, how how do we start getting talking about football shirts? I don't know. I don't know, I, can't me- I actually can't remember how we got talking about it. I just think I must have come out of a classic sort of memory of a shirt and I think it must have blown you away. And I think you were just inspired by my football shirt knowledge. No, I am, yeah. It's very good, it's very good. But I think, no, I, think I said you were telling me about you got shirts and I was going, oh, I had a couple. I think I told you that I've got the 1986 England shirt with Linux number 10 on the back and I've got the 86 Argentina shirt original uh, Lecoq Sport Eve and I think you got a sort of bit excited yes I did I did so I very excited yes um, but you're, you're quite dangerous to talk to though because yeah, I always make you buy then I? Uh, I, I like yeah like this is where you wish you have like three four grand because I think I'd buy every shirt what do you think about the Euros generally yeah just generally uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do both generally Um, I enjoy it obviously I, I do think having um Three teams in some groups qualifiers taking a bit of excitement away from the knockout, uh, from the group stages. I thought last night was was really good yeah. with, with the France game and and Hungary and all that. That was that was good. Um, but knockout football now, that's when it gets exciting. And for England Germany, what, what do you think? 
Well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say we've bet, got to turn them over at some stage, haven't we? Surely, surely, surely. It just if Harry Kane fires, we've got half a chance. I mean, he's got to just play well. I feel, I feel quite bad because I bought all those socks for the PE teachers. Yeah, I, I bought the Jeremy socks, anyway. You're gonna have to wear them on. I have to wear them. We're gonna have to wear them. Um, and then obviously we, uh, all about the kits. Then I think uh, I love the Dutch, the Dutch, the Dutch, both the Dutch. The way Dutch is blinding the black with the orange. Um, I think the German away kit they wore last night is yeah. blinding. France never do a bad kit. I think both of their kits are, are really smart. I think the England kit is the best England kit for yeah, that's twenty really, years. That's really years. On me, that has, that, I think it's yeah. brilliant. In fact, yeah. it, to me, that's up there with the best England kit's ever been. Well, that's a big statement. I think so. I. Uh, Any England kit that's got a little bit of red on it is better than a lot of red. Yeah, yeah. I've never liked the kits that have got blazing with loads of red. That, being a Spurs fan, I like white, plain white shirts. True, true. Um, I I don't know. For, I wasn't keen on it when I first saw it, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because my love of kits now has gone up. I've really grown. Yeah, yeah. kits do grow on you, don't they? Yeah, like there's some moody kits. I, like I, Macedonia. Yeah. Who yeah. invented that one? Yeah, ridiculous. Like, like the Puma kit we're talking about. Oh, no, that, that was horrible. Template. Horrible template. But yeah, I think Nike and Adidas so kits this year have been. Yeah, I I, I think like the, yeah you say that though, the Belgian ones a bit I don't like a bit fussy on the front. I'm not mad. At it. Yeah, yeah, actually, no, I agree. I like the away one better. Um, Sweden's is smart, and yeah. I, I always like any Hummel kit is a good kit apart from oh, the yeah. the Denmark kit that looks like an Arsenal kit. I'm not a fan of that, especially you seeing Spurs boys wearing that. It don't look right. Yeah, so obviously we had an Arsenal fan last week. Yeah, no, I, I heard that one, and his his worst kits were any Tottenham kit, so that that that's not acceptable. He changed it to the uh, prong kit of um, yeah. actually I forgot what the team was called actually. Um, Loja CD. That, I mean, that was a horrendous kit. Yeah, I, I know. But I guess, I guess, but it's easier though, isn't it, to go to a like for me it would be a Chelsea shirt. Yeah. But so we'll, we'll get on to it later then. Yeah. Right, so I've been a teacher at St Columbus, the only school I've taught at um, 19 years, I think it is, 2003 I started, then we teach training in 2002, um, PE teacher, trained PE teacher, that's, that's, that's my background, still teach PE, um, assistant head teacher now, so I've had, I've had a, my whole journey's been that one school. Five shirts that sort of marry up with milestones in my teaching journey. Shirt number one. Right, so started teaching, did my teacher training in 2002, uh, started St Columbus in 2003. The shirt that sticks to mind, I don't particularly like it a great deal, but it was the shirt that was big at the time. It was the reversible England kits. I think if you had one of them now, it would be sought after because they sort of, they came and went. I think yeah, United yeah, I've got had a reversible. Oh, you have? I've got one, yeah. um, but it was moody. They never wore the reverse side because the reverse side never had the... The badge, the, it was the England flag in a shield and it looked rubbish, Yeah. if memory serves. Uh, my little brother, he had the red one and I think the other side was navy. That was actually a smart smart shirt. Um, I think, got a feeling, that it would Beckham got the penalty against the Argentinians in 02 in that shirt, I think. I so think. Are, you, are you talking about... You're like talking that, about the away one. No, well, either. The red. The, either, the red one is my little brother had the red one. Yeah. The, 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 the shirt that jumps out, the, the England one where Beckham wore... Both kits remind me of David Beckham. Yeah. I think he got the penalty against Argentina in 02 yeah. in that one. But I remember coming to the school here in 03, that was the sort of England shirt 
of the of the time that I remember. Because there was two, wasn't there? Like you said, O two. That was we had it for about because it was the World years. Cup. Yeah, the O two yeah. one, and then we had the home shirt, which was white, and you flipped it. White, over. and it sort of yeah, it had like a collar, blue yeah. collar with a red bit down the middle, and that definitely reminds me of David Beckham that one. So um, just to confirm, you're going home, home or away one? Where am I going? I'm going. My little brother had the red one. Should I go? I don't know. What am I going for? What I preferred? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, white shirts are always better shirt, than yeah. a red shirt. Okay, home. So obviously then linking up then to the start of your teaching career. So why did you get into teaching? Why? Someone told me to, if I'll be brutally honest. I always did coaching. Um, and then my older brother said he was going to be a fireman. And I was like, yeah, I'll be a fireman as well. I had no imagination. And I decided to be, a, I literally decided to be a fireman. And I'd work, and then someone said, no, you should be a teacher. And I was like, all right. Because that weren't what I wanted, I wanted to be a, a sports journalist. That's what I did my degree in, in media. I wanted to be a journalist. But it's not easy to get into, and I, I don't speak proper. Don't speak proper, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was always going to be a challenge. And then, yeah, just teaching. Just, I was, I did a lot of coaching and, and stuff and worked in youth clubs and, things like that and then it just that was it really it was. weren't like a grand master plan from when I was sort of 14 15 or anything like that it just sort of just sort of stumbled across it and that was it yeah I think, I think I'm similar I think work from my coaching background I think probably the next logical step and I think I just enjoy developing players and people so yeah. that's so your football want. coaching background man, isn't you? Yeah, yeah football and athletics but yeah mainly football that's just because I think here in the school you can do it on a day-to-day -day basis where Especially if I, when I was working in women's football, although it was a good standard, it was only still three, three days a week or like in the evenings a week. Yeah, no, it's interesting when you talk to people about how they get into teaching. Um, so, what were the first challenges you found them when you were teaching? I don't know. You just got to set your stall out. You just got to look. I've always said you you can either teach or you can't teach. I I I think it's, it's as straightforward as that. You've either got the X factor or you haven't. Um, if you've got it, you can be good. If you ain't, it's a struggle. Some people have been successful that I've worked with over the years, and you, but they've had to really work it. Some people just found it incredibly naturally, and then you develop it from there. Um, I think where I'm quite outgoing and stuff like that, I think the subject suits me. I'm half decent at sport, generally speaking. Um, and you've got to like what you do. Yeah. My granddad always said to me, you've got to do something you enjoy. He was a roofer. And he's, and he do something you enjoy. If you get paid to do it, even better. And if you, and that was it. That was the mentor I've always taken, always taken uh, through through teaching. I don't feel that when I wake up in the morning I'm going to work. If if it, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I don't. I just yeah. go and see my mates, and I'm happy to be teaching enjoyable out in the sun or the pissing down rain in the winter. So, well, I enjoy it, which is the main thing. So I think it's the best job in the world. Yeah, I think yeah. And then you get to talk about football shirts all day. That's it. That's that. No, like I think even though it's like teacher training, I never, for me, I never rocked up this year thinking, oh, I've got to deal with this lot today, or I've got this and that. I was, yeah, just like come in and just thought, yeah. Oh, that that, that is the most important thing. Yeah. That is what I tell any kid when they're thinking about career paths and all the rest of it. Anyone, don't kid or adult, don't. To me, you just got to enjoy doing it. You're doing it for the majority of your life. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it. It's, Crackers. Yeah. So, so when you did you get straight into it then with the, the teaching, or was there like a, a light bulb moment? Think light bulb moment. Sorry, where you think, oh, that, this is it. This is for me. 
No, I just decided I was going to yeah. be a teacher. I've always done sort of sport. It was never... Yeah. I've, I've played sport since I was like five. I've invented games like dice hockey. Wayne will tell you about dice hockey in my, in my bedroom. Play tennis over the, over the road. Just had to go up and play golf, cricket. Like, with my brothers in the garden. We just... Sport, just, we, just every second of every day we were playing sport. If we weren't indoors, we was at the youth club. Playing sport, competing, five playing football at the week, just everything. We did everything. So when it was like, I'm going to be a PE teacher, it just it was like made sense. It was almost like why didn't I think of it before? Yeah. Type thing. It's the obvious obvious fit. And then once I decided I'm going to be a PE teacher, that that was it. Then it weren't like, oh, will it work? Will it won't work? I just made it work. I'm going to be a teacher. And yeah. That was it really. Oh, oh good. And. So in terms of then, in terms of becoming a teacher, was it, did you aim to be higher, go, like go higher from that? Was it, let's just go teaching uh, first? No, the te- it was, the whole plan was to be a, a teacher, a PE teacher, um, and see where it goes really. Yeah. I'm ambitious, never been driven by, by money, so it was never like I want to be a head teacher because it gets paid more than a normal teacher. Yeah. Um, that was never the thing, but the aim is always to be the best. It's like if you was playing sport, I, I don't just want to satisfy with being, I want to be better than my mates, better than my brothers, I want to be better, right? I still want to be better than my older brother at darts. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Was he good? Oh, he must have. Yeah? Yeah. So, but, um, so out of your family, where do you rank in terms of sporting ability? Sporting ability. <sighs> out of your brothers, who's the, who's the top? Are you going to... General sport all around? Yeah if, yeah, if you just averaged it out. I'm probably... If they listen to this, they're gonna go shout out you man. <laughs> I would say I probably am. If you put them all, lined them all up, and went, who's ticked like higher at the most of the sports? Probably me. Um, oh, they're both good though. Like Bill's good at cricket. Tom's quality at darts. Tom's best footballer. Um, but you're just nah, like, I tick, I'll probably tick a few more boxes. Yes, yeah, like, I play golf. Snooker, pool, yeah. probably just a bit higher rank than some of them. But there are certainly sports that they're definitely better yeah. than me at. But, yeah, I'd, yeah, not to be too big, I'd probably... I'd have to, if I'm the only PE teacher, I, I'd have to say yeah. me, wouldn't I? Yeah, true. Well, true. To, well, if they're listening, hopefully they can get, back, get in touch and uh, yeah. set yeah, they, they, clear. Might, they might disagree. So, ask you, Wayne, when you speak to Wayne, ask Wayne. I'll ask him. Um, so before we move on to the second shirt then, uh, teaching, did you... When you got into teaching, was you thinking about how what your teaching style would be? No, no, just again no, with a flow what worked no, for you and you just you go to teacher training course and they give you tips on how to teach and then you just yeah they're the experts and you just pick the bits up. No, never really thought of it like that. Oh yeah, fair enough. Just yeah, I think yeah, I think I maybe I overthought it a bit maybe what type of teacher I wanted to be, which maybe yeah. No, yeah, I think if you do that, it potentially can be a little bit too contrived. I think you just yeah. literally, like I said at the beginning, you can either do it or you can't do it. But as you as you go along, you pick up your style and you learn what you can and can't do. Like yeah. when I first started, I shouted far too much. Yeah. Now, I'm not one of them that say you can never shout, but compared to now than 19 years ago, I don't shout half as much as I, as I used to. Um, but you pick that up because you start realising that that only gets you so far. Yeah. They start getting immune to it, the kids, and they don't listen to it. So, uh, yeah, I just over the years, you, you speak with so many, you see so many quality teachers, you work with so many different styles of teaching, you pick bits up as you, as you, as you, as you go yeah. along. Um, and if you do that, you'll be successful, in my yeah. opinion. 
if you just have one size fits all and you're, the day you start teaching is the, and the day you finish teaching, you've, you, you teach in the same fashion, then you've probably done something wrong. I think if you haven't evolved over 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 years, then something wrong because society changes in itself. Yeah. Kids change. The kids I'm dealing with now at St. Columbus are not the same type of child that we, we had come walking through the door 10 years ago, let alone when I started. So you've got to evolve. Okay, so shirt number two. Right, so number two, 2004. Um, and the reason I go on 2004 is when I became ahead of year. Um, and the shirt I've decided on is, the, the shirt at the time was the total 90 template. Night total night and template. What not, what team are you going for? Because that was right, I'm going to go for Portugal Ronaldo. That's oh. the one that sticks out. Yep. The 04 um, European Championships had the big circle. I think he wore 17. Yeah, yeah. You might want to research that, but I've got a feeling he wore 17 um, as a circle. And there was a and a it, Phil fed. Yeah, they had a, a red one. It might have been their good year, I think, when they won the league. I don't know. Um, and it had like moody yellow on it. But I remember that it was quite unique. It had like the night tick or the swoosh, whatever you want to call it, was really high up on the shoulder. Yeah. And that was that was unique. And I actually bought like a, a total nighty night t-shirt that I used to wear at work in the sky blue it was. And it had the, the swoosh right up on the shoulder. And I thought oh, it looked quite cool. That, but the, yeah, yeah, that kit is the kits that stand out um, for me for that year. Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh, he's quality, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I'm a messy man though. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a messy man as well, but... Oh, but he's quality. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, not not even the shirts. I totally liked it with the boots. Yeah, I didn't like the boots. Didn't like the boots. No, I didn't like the boots. Oh, I like the grey ones. I did like the grey ones. No, I didn't like the boots. Boots have to be black as well. They started doing like blue and silver, red and nah. I didn't like the boots at all. No, I think I think it went through a, a stage of colour boots. Didn't but... have the big ninety on the side of the boot. Like yeah. they had a ninety, like a number yeah, yeah, nine. Yeah. Nah, I didn't like the boots at all. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were quite quite smart. That's your opinion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You well, well, we are. So everyone's good. got a different opinion, yeah. Oh, what's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, it's not something. <laughs> Fair enough. And so, so how did the head of year come about? Um, people were leaving in the school. There were three up for grabs. Um, and then, to be honest with you, a few members of staff said to me, "You should go for it." Um, and I sort of just, I was doing an hour in summer, said, no, it's too early, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember vividly, I was off ill. I was off ill. Um, and I've never been ill. And I was sent home from work because I was, I f fell asleep in my office. I was just rough as ours is. And I was off ill. And that, I've not been, that was like, what was that, 17 years ago. And I think I've been off ill, actually ill, not injured, ill, like once other time other than that. Right? But this was, I was rough as anything okay anyway long and short of it it's my mum's 50th that weekend i believe which so it's around this time 22nd of june and i'll tell you what what's the date today it's 24th of june i would say my interview is 17 years tomorrow i couldn't make it up eh? because my mum's birthday was on, <coughs> on the friday i think it was her 50th and i did it on a monday and eldridge he came to, to the, and he went, you've got an interview Monday. He went, no, you've got an interview. I went, what? He went, you've got an interview, Eddie Year interview. And I hadn't actually officially put a thing in. And they went, 
Ben, who was the older department, put you basically said, yeah. Um, and I went to the interview on the Monday and I got the job. So Me, Graves and McGonnell. So how, how did you feel when you um, when someone said when people said to you, oh, you should apply for this? Did you feel like you were ready to apply for it or did you want to apply for it? No, it weren't, it weren't, it weren't on my radar. I was just a teacher. I was going out on the piss. Hmm? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. I was out on, uh, had a cash on the hip with my mates. Yeah, just it weren't really, I was a PE teacher. I liked the fact that I was a PE teacher. The, the thought it never really crossed my mind. When you started, you think, oh, end of the year, you get four, five, six years' time, you go for that, and then the next step. So, yeah, it was a bit, weren't on my radar, and then people were saying, no, nah, no, nah, do it, you'll be good, etc. And then you just thought, oh, okay. And then I got it, and the rest is history. And did your thought process change then as a teacher when you got. Um, you got more responsibility, um, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a different um, role, it's tough, you've got to be on your toes all the time fighting fires a lot of the time. Um, I enjoyed it though. And then did that open your eyes up then for for more promotions? Was that, no, was promotion that was always, would have always been on the agenda. It's like anything. If, if, if I was playing for a football team, I'd want to play for a better team and a better team and a better team. You'd want to eventually yeah. get to as high as you can. So it would be the same thing. I would never, never, never would I be a head teacher. I don't think you could pay me enough to be a head teacher. What was that? No chance. It's just, just the aggro of it all just seems crazy. I just, I might change my opinion in years to come, but it is certainly not on in the thought process now. Two thousand and ten is when I changed my job from head of year to head of department. I decided that. Fancy the change and the head of department job came up here and I went for that and got it. And that year was that's when Spurs got into the Champions League for the first time and it was the goal that Crouchy got um, away at Man City up at the Etihad and that the the the, the, the scenes behind the goal if, when they talk about limbs, YouTube it and look at it. That is. Yeah. I could watch that goal and that celebration behind the goal. Unfortunately, he wasn't there. But it was a Puma kit. It was a bit of a... I remember when it came out the year before. I bought it for my Bobby. He was only like two. And it was a bit moody. And we wore it against Barcelona in a pre-season at Wembley. And I'm thinking yellow. I've never been... It was... There was the more, the yellow? Yeah, it had like a yellow the V type yeah. thing. You look back at it now, it looks like sort of decent. So. But it was more yellow than blue on the shirt. When we've had yellow on the shirt before, if I go back to Jurgen's days, it was a little bit of yellow tied in with navy. Yeah. This one was yellow on top of white. It don't stand out as much. I was always a bit sceptical of that. But it's an iconic shirt. Peter Crouch, their header up at... Uh, just Crouchy in that kit. Keep it was it. also the year we beat uh, Wigan 9-1 and Defoe got five. We wore that kit. There's some big, some big moments in that football kit. So, so is that 2010, 2011 or 2009, 2010? 9, 10, I think. No, it would have been 2010. It would have been 2009, 2010 season. And he got the goal May 2010. What, what, what was the sponsor then? Was it Mansion Bet? No, it uh, Mansion Bet. Mansion Bet. Mansion Bet. Yeah, I think I remember that kit. I, well, I'm trying to think of his name. The person that comes to my mind is that Roman Pavlyshenko. Is that right? 
Uh, did he wear that kit? Oh, that super pad. What's the super pad? Super pad. He did. He would have wore that kit. Yeah, super pad. That's what I've We called him that. super pad, and he weren't always that super. But that was his. That was his song. Super pad. Now, yeah, no, Crenshaw. Harry Redknapp. It was Harry Redknapp that season. Yeah, not not not. We were decent of, that year. Not a fan of Harry Redknapp. Okay. I weren't, I weren't before he became Spurs manager. Okay. Spurs manager yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Gave us, uh, well, gave us Wembley. Well, he got you promoted. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I like him. Yeah, fair enough. It's just, just left, didn't he? Left us in the, in the dirt. Um, so, so head of department. What, what, what changes did you make when you was head of department? Or did you have a clear, a clear plan of this is what I'm going to do, or you, was it a simple thing of I'm just going to follow on and maybe add my own bits to it? Yeah, just just tweaked a few bits, changed the curriculum ever so slightly. So I think before I was in the department, not that I criticise it because it it weren't a problem, but we we sort of did longer blocks of specific sports. So we'd do like a class would do rugby for um, like a term. So what we decided to do, and it was relatively successful, is we did shorter blocks. So in a, in a year, boys would do sort of 10 or 12 different sports as opposed to doing sort of five or six. So we, we did sort of like half a half term of, of something, so seven, eight lessons of something, seven, eight lessons of something, um, which seemed to engage more kids. So that was one thing we did, if memory serves, sort of introduce. Um, but no, the department was, was a well-run department before I took over when I was almost sort of taking it on. I was a part of the department. Yeah. I know I wasn't head of the department, I was a part of the team anyway, and you, you all contribute to ideas and how you think it should run. Fundamentally, the head of the department calls the final shot of this is the direction of travel, but it's... Um, yeah, you still have an involvement in it. So it was just more sort of tweaked a few things, but no, ma no major sort of changes. Yeah. So why did you go for head of the department then? I just, I've, I've been head a year for, what, six years, six and a half years, whatever it was, and just sort of the monotony of it. I just found it a bit monotonous, um, fighting fires all the time, just the same old, same old. Um, just the same sort of issue on a different day, whereas when I become head of the department and the idea of the department, I thought it would be a bit more creative. It's my subject, it's what I'm passionate about, so I was a sportsman, and the thought of being able to sort of have that input into the school and into the department and how our curriculum is run and what experiences the boys get in PE and the thought of me being in charge of that, I quite like the idea. So, yeah, that was sort of my desire, if, you, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because I was going to ask this later on, how, how, because you've obviously been here since 2003, how, how do you keep yourself, uh, how, how do you keep things without going like te tedious? How do you... Well, I think the nature of the, the nature of the, the job anyway, and being a PE teacher, it does that itself anyway. I think that no two days are the same anyway with your job. You could teach uh, football the same lesson two days on the trot. One day could be bucketing down with rain and one day blistering up. So the, even then the experience is different. The class will be different. You, you, you teach middle set, top set, the whole experience is different. So I think the nature of the job anyway allows it for it not to be tedious in that regards. Um, and I'm not stuck in an office, or whatever, you've got, you have laughs with your mates, 
end of the day, everyone I work with, they're, me, they're sort of my mates. Um, has, has there been a moment though where you found it tedious? Um, probably, I can't really remember. Oh, no, nothing jumps out? Nah, not, not. I've never ever, in all my years of teaching, ever thought this ain't for me. I don't like to, I've had days when I thought, oh, I've had enough of today. Yeah. Or I can't wait till this term's over. Um, but never have I ever thought I don't enjoy teaching. Never, never, not, never, never once have I contemplated ever for a second doing something else. Never. I do get envious of my brothers. Oh, what do they do? Uh, Bill, Billy's a chippy. Really? And my, Tom's a, a gardener. And they run their own businesses and they do, but I always get envious, like, just cracking on without not having the stress of worrying about assessment and what's coming and we're just doing that sort of side of it and just fixing stuff building stuff or yeah. uh, gardening and just creative sort of stuff in that regards and just feel that almost like when the day's done I know it ain't as straightforward as that because they've got to look at jobs and, and things like that but I always sort of feel that would be nice sometimes, not having to constantly, the brain, I think with teaching, your brain is never switched off. You're always thinking about a lesson, what coming tomorrow, meeting parents, whatever. So, I'll, so I'll get a bit envious of, of that, but not for very long. Number four, right, 2012. So in 2012, there was no quiz, but I became what we called at the time an associate assistant head. So the whole point of it, it was an unpaid post, but it was because I decided I wanted to step up the ladder and go into senior leadership. It was uh, an unpaid role, but a part of their senior leadership team. So I went to SLT meetings and stuff like that, and I had a whole school responsibility. So it was a good for the CV. That's yeah. why I did it. Um, what we had to do, we had to, we had to come up with like a project, a whole school project in our interview. And my whole school project was to do the Olympic Games. And I did like a whole school Olympic project for the, for the year, so 2011 into 2012. Some of the stuff still exists now. So I introduced at that time the Olympic values wristbands. And we've still, we still give them out termly now. So that's part of the Olympic legacy, if you like. But that was a role of mine. So we had a big, big event. We had primary school events, big Olympic sports day. Every form in the, in the school were adopted a, um, a country and lots of stuff going on, like things you probably can imagine. We got tickets to the Olympics as part of it. So we, we took groups to, to the Olympics. And I actually went to, we took the kids to one of the uh, football games. Oh, yeah. uh, at Wembley, I think we played Brazil, the the, fem the ladies. Uh, I think we got beat as it goes. But that, so it was that kit. It was the Olympic GB kit. Weren't a massive fan of it. However, when you talk about Holy Grail and all the rest of it, that would be a shirt in years to come will be an absolute retro collector's item shirt. I would, that shirt, definitely. Yes, yeah, so added that shirt and it sort of had, it was a, like a blue... Union Jack yeah. on half of the shirt. I, was it like Stella McCartney designed it or something like that? I've got a feeling she designed yeah, I think, it. I think, yeah, I think, I think you're she right. did. And so that would definitely be a collector's item. So I would say advice to you, if you could get hold of that one, I would. In the classroom, you would have noticed I have a the, the, the training shirt hanging up on the wall. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That's nice. But when um, Harry there mentioned about Holy Grail, we, we talk about our Holy Grail shirts. Yeah. Mine was, I've actually recently got it, which I've, 
I might have lost ends now because I, I don't know what shirt is my holy granite, but it's the uh, QBR 99 2000 away shirt, the white one with the thin hoops of the red and black hoops. Gorgeous shirt. And the Cox Full Teeth. Yeah, and the Cox Full Teeth with uh, Kiwongya on the back. Great shirt, but now I'm looking for one. So was it the Holy Grail to have Kiwongya on the back? No, no <laughs> it just came with it. <laughs> it pros and cons, you've just got to take it in, yeah. Although he scored, the year before, he scored that trick against Palace, and we had to stay up. We had to score like five goals, and he scored that trick 1 6 0. First pitch invasion, that was. Oh, you yob. Yeah, well, everyone was on now. Well, I've, only, I've only done that once. I've, I've done it twice. Um, and actually, my, my last shirt will tie into my, my first and only pitch invasion. My one was at Hillsborough when we got promoted in 2004, which is one of my favourite shirts actually. QPR black one, Binatone, not a great sponsor, but it had thin blue okay. boots. Still got the grass at home with that. Oh, well done. Yeah, that was, yeah mate. Hillsborough. Great day. Um, so, 2012, Team GB. The, the player, right, actually, obviously people say gigs and all the rest of it. The player that springs to mind with that kit because I went to the game is uh, Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith. Yeah, I know she was a gooner. Yeah, I was just so thinking which, actually. Which, 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 but that's it's that's... The, she's the one that jumps to mind. I remember that she's the one that jumps to mind. I wouldn't want to choose her because of the Arsenal collection, but I'm just the one that springs to mind. If I saw that shirt, it, on the male side, it would probably be gigs like would be the male side that would spring to mind seeing that shirt because weren't he the skipper or the captain or whatever he was yeah, I, I, there's only a couple of players I know from yeah. gigs but it was some rubbish like, Rodwell or someone played and I think Mika Richards played Yeah, they were rubbish in the male side but no the, the, the Kelly Smith I go for and she's the one that springs to mind sorry for the 2010 Spurs shirt who, who was the player? Crouchy Crouchy yeah he got the, he got the goal the goal QPR legend Crouchy can't not like crazy. So you uh, mentioned there earlier about you that, that's you wanted to move on to senior leadership. Why is that? Is that again because? Well, it's just that that competitive ambition. Yeah. You just want to be the best you can be. At the end of the day, you just want to be get to the stage when you feel that you can actually do that role. You might see other people doing the right thing. I can do it as good as, if not better. Um, yeah, I think it's that competitive. That little you need that extra little bit all the time. And that, that's, that's how I see it. Um, that was it, really. So what, what's the differences from being a senior, senior, senior leader member to a, just a normal teacher? Well, you've got the whole school outlook. Um, you can't have that selfish view. What, what is one thing that you notice? When you are a subject leader, or you are a head of year even, or you are just, a, not to patronise, but just a teacher, um, you, you have that selfish attitude, it's about, you worry about your year group or you worry about your subject. So being a PE boy, I would always be what's best for PE. So any decision the whole school that we made, I'd be going, hold up, what impact does it have on, on, on my department? When you're a senior leader, you still have like a, a connection to a subject, so I'm still a PE boy, but decisions are made in the best interest of the school as a whole. And that may have detrimental impacts on PE, but as a, you have to be a part of that. So that is the, probably the biggest sort of thing you've got to get your head around, I've had, that you sort of, you, the whole school approach, you've got a, the whole school outlook. And did that come as a surprise to you? Like, or? No, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I knew that, I knew yeah. that was the case. Um, I, look, I've probably said it in every interview I've ever had. 
being a sportsman, one thing you you are when you're a sportsman is you are you you're a part of a team. Yeah. So I think that is probably why a lot of PE teachers tend to move up the ladder in the roles because they do know how to be a part of a team, um, and that's how it boils down. Really, it's just sort of you do yeah. what's the best for the. And a lot of transferable skills as well, isn't there from. Like said, I think so. I think so. I think so. I mean, not to say advice. I think you can get it more, more transferable skills doing PE, than in a classroom based. Lesson. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. But Look, I've seen. I've seen all different. I've yeah. seen. Brilliant teachers in other subjects. Brilliant teachers that have gone on to be SLT or or beyond. Um, who weren't PE? So I don't mean you have to be. But I, I do think PE lends itself. You're practical thinker, you solve problems really efficiently on the whole, I would say. There's some of the strengths, there'll be disadvantages of being a PE teacher, I'm sure. Right, so we've got 2002, England, home, uh, David Beckham, 2004, Portugal, Ronaldo, um, Spurs 2010 then, Peter yeah. Crouch. 2012 Team GB Kelly Smith. Go for your last shot before we right, go to your 2016, so that's when I became an assistant head teacher. Right. And it has to be the last season at the lane. Right, that was just a phenomenal season. So being in this school, bearing in mind the stick I've, I get when Spurs lose, the joy that people take with Spurs being rubbish. So you think that's been the case since sort of 2003. We've had some rubbish teams in that time. Being a season ticket holder, I'd obviously go. My mood would, my Monday mood would often get identified by the boys. Spurs lost, you got the answer, yeah, <laughs> and things like that. But to have a season where we never lost one game at home, I don't think I'd ever thought. Well, I don't really ever do that again. We never lost a solitary game. Come second in the league, unfortunately. Uh, oh, this is the my favourite kit, if I'm being honest. My Bobby loved it, but it was the Under Armour kit. It had like a navy. Shoulders like the sh across yeah. the top of the shoulders, um, but no, it wasn't the Leicester one. The Leicester season was the year before when yeah, they had like the, the sort of like the Peru sash sort of seatbelt looking thing. Which you look back, it looks a bit moody, but in 20 years' time, you'll look back at that and go, oh, I wish I had that shirt again. Yeah, I think we can say that about every exactly, kit, can't we? Exactly, but yeah, just that, that, and that goes back. That was my first time I ever run on the pitch, yeah. Yeah, I had to last game at the lane, they're knocking it down the next day. They were saying, stay on the pitch, da 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 looked, looked at my uncle went, <laughs> no chance. Straight down we went. But we actually walked down with a bit of decorum. We went down, because where we sat at Paxton, my mate Steve, he was in, he's down in the table bit. He weren't there that day, but we then, so we used to walk down to the bit about 20 yards down the steps. Rather than everyone else jump over the audience, we just walk down a disabled ramp that takes you where the corner flag is. So we, we actually pitch invade with, with the corner. I love how you try to justify it. You... I know, there was, <laughs> I would never regret it. I've still, I actually still got a bit of the grass um, in my office, in a little pot. And, and also, I, I took some home and planted it. But my brother is not accepting that it's still the grass. Because he said, no, it's no longer the grass. It's re-germinated or something. And I'm, no, that there is still the top of the grass. It's changed. It's got some other stuff growing next to it now. But, but where, where it started? It, where started, it started there. So as far as I was saying, that's the Tottenham grass growing in a pot in my garden. 
No, I think I think that Sheffield Wednesday grass I've got is I don't know where that is, but I know I've got it still. Just a big, big tougher grass. Bit, bit weird now when you think about it. But yeah, but I should have done what you did, put it into a pot. But yeah, who wants yeah. to really grow grass from Sheffield Wednesday? Um, so, so that was four years then from when you did it. Obviously, for experience. Yeah. Did, did you expect to get the role earlier? Yeah, there was a, I had, uh, what was it, two thousand fourteen, I think. Uh, the job was a there was a job going two spots, and I applied was unsuccessful. Um, why, why was that? Don't know. I don't know. Ask their teacher. No, just other candidates were better yeah. than me. Um, and got the job. And, but how, I took on the advice and the feedback I in the interview. So then when I went for it again a few years later, uh, uh, what I told I did wrong in the interview there, I tried to put into play and then. Fortunately, was given it. Was given it the second time round. And did, did that spur you on then? Sorry for the pun. What the, the, not the, getting it the yeah, first the time? Rejection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was disappointed. Yeah. Um, and then I did actually. You then start contemplating moving because I did decide by then I, I wanted to be an assistant head. So it was if there's nothing here, then I look elsewhere. And it just so happened to be that till 2016. A, um, they did a internal post again. So what, what was you like during that little period then? Of what was I like? In terms of deciding, oh, oh, do I want to stay? I want to go somewhere? Or no, you just I still nothing really changed. Yeah. But you just keep your eye open to see yeah. what else is about. It's not straightforward, and with financial climate and all the rest of it, a lot of schools try and do it internally if they've got strong enough teach. So it's actually hard to get a role like that externally. So. But then something opened up here, and that's what that's what I've sort of stayed here for so long. People go, "Oh, you've got to move and you've got to try new places." Yeah, that's not a problem. I, I never had the the foresight to say I'm staying here forever. It was yeah. never the plan. I didn't think I'd be in 19 years. Yeah. But I've just been fortunate that in my journey, that jobs have opened up here, and I've been in the right place at the right time. And been fortunate enough to get the jobs that are there. If if the head of year job hadn't come up when it had come up, it may have been that three four years down the line I would have gone somewhere else because I wanted a promotion. So it just you've got to be lucky sometimes as well. And I think oh, I certainly have been whilst I've been here. So what's next for you then? Career wise, yeah. If you if you don't want the head teacher at this current at this current time. Is it just continue what you're doing? Just yeah, continue what you're doing, see what see what opens up. I've got I'm sort of settled and, and all the rest of it. So At the end of the day, it ain't again as I said, it's not about I don't it ain't about chasing yeah. money. Um it's about enjoying. I enjoy coming here. I've got loads of mates here. Like loads. So it's sort of well, okay, I can go somewhere else, do the same job or one step up. You're thinking I've got a, and you will, but you, you're breaking up friendship groups potentially, and you're thinking, oh, friends. Ah, but they're me, you know what I mean? They're pals. That's why you get. Yeah. Up. You, yeah. know what I mean, I see if it. If they didn't have no mates in there, be, or people are going to have a laugh and a joke with, it'd be a very different, yeah, yeah. different experience. So, what what would be the dream dream scenario for you now? The next next five years, like what's the dream? Become the manager of Tottenham. Manager they're of Tottenham. One apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone's dream. Awesome, I don't know. I honestly, I have not thought about it. I don't. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I would potentially look to become a deputy head, potentially. Um, I, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I ain't really thought that just keeping working and enjoying yeah. it and I ain't really got a dream, so to speak, in that regard. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good message. I think you said that throughout the, throughout the podcast. Oh, I like that. So, um... You want the player? Yeah, the player for the Spurs. That's hard, you know, because I'm... I'm people who know me knows that I'm a passionate Harry Kane fan. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, you won't go too much into depth for that. I'm an Harry Kane, and he. But weirdly, the, the oh, it's hard because there's three players. That, when you know when you say, "What player comes to mind when you see a kit?" When I see that kit, Christian Eriksen springs into mind, and I've got a feeling he was Player of the Year that year. That might be part. But Deli Ali jumps into mind. It's almost the three of them: Harry Kane, Deli, and Eriksen. They all spring into mind. But I've got to go, Kane. Just because he got some silly goals that year. I think he got ridiculous. I think he was golden boot winner. No, he was golden boot winner. He got, I think he ended up getting that trick in the last game of the season against Hull. The first league before that, I think he scored four away to um, Leicester City. And he, yeah, he, he scored, he, he got a couple of goals against Chelsea. He's just scored some big goals that season. Memorable goals. He got the, he got the goal against... United, the last Tottenham goal scored at the lane. And I enjoy him scoring more than anybody else. And he got he got a last minute uh, winner. We got two late goals, but he got the last minute winner against uh, West Ham, which is one of the most mental I've ever gone in the ground. Yeah. West Ham, that last game, we beat him 3-2. We scored two goals in injury time. I think he got a penalty to equalise. No, no, he got a tap in to go 2-2 and then he scored a penalty after Sonny got brought down. And it is the most nervous and the most mental I've ever I think I've ever gone inside the ground. I went absolutely ballistic, and that just stands out. And it was Kane that got it, so it just adds to the. But when your centre forward scores or your favourite player scores, it just adds to your absolute euphoria. And I just remember going absolutely berserk. So it's got to be H. Fair enough. Not too much. I don't remember much of that one. Well, I'm gonna sit you down another day and, and talk you through every second of I'm the game. Sure, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you will too. Go and bump into Ryan. He'll 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 give you the breakdown. Because they, they were two one up, and they seconds to go. That's where they're gonna beat us. So just quickly then, before we move on to your five favourite shirts, yeah. what, what, what what's next for Tottenham? I don't know. I don't. I, I, do you know? Sir? I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you on a knife edge? Are you like potentially oh, going somewhere? This is Tottenham. Look, we could get Jose. We could get not Jose. But we've had him. We could get Pep. As our manager tomorrow, Klopp as his number two, Alex Ferguson as director of football, by Messi, Ronaldo, and whoever, and still find a way of mucking it up. That's just that's just that's the view of Tottenham fans, right? I, I, they do my head in. That honest, I don't know, but I still see ticket and I still go and watch him, still go and cheer him on. But it's just frustrating. Champions League final two years ago, and now we're in absolute. Smith. No comment. No exactly. comment now. No comment. Comment on that. Um, actually, just last thing before going to shirts. So, if you saw yourself walking down the street, ten years or twenty year Harry Martin. Twenty years time. Uh, as in twenty years ago, if you see your, your twenty year old self down oh, the yeah, street, yeah, yeah. What, what would you tell him? Would I tell him? Don't support Spurs. Fuck no, me. no, no, no. I'd say to him. In nineteen years time, you're going to be in a Champions League final. Yeah, in eighteen years time, and then my twenty-year-old would have just laughed at you. And then what about the uh, 
What, what about in terms of teaching? What would you say? What I say to you? Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Be yourself. Be yourself. Just enjoy it and be yourself. That's what I think I've done probably over the last twenty years in teaching. Nice. That that was good. I enjoyed that. Good. This this could uh this could get you on Tottenham TV, mate. Ah, <laughs> no chance, mate. No chance. <laughs>Straight down, was it? That's the oh, bridge. that one. He liked that one. I, I thought that was good. I, I, that's good, maybe memorable. I nearly bought a fake one of them. Someone fake was selling my little brother's mate was selling uh, selling them, and it was a snide. The bar going down was so thick, and I was, I'd got, I went, I ain't having that. And I went, I ain't had that one in there. He went Italy 2006 with Totti. Yeah, when they won the World Cup. Italy kits are great. Man United, it was the Roy Keane when they won the treble with the. Um, I know the kit you're on about. The Champions League one, yeah. yeah, I'm not too keen on that one. I mean, it's, it's like, iconic. Yeah. It's iconic. It's but iconic. I suppose wouldn't jump out on me. No. Um, then obviously, as he's an Arsenal fan, the Omri, similar to the template you were talking about with a yellow thread. Yeah, that kit that haunts me. That kit. So I like, I like how you've got a sheet of paper here with everything on here. Well, yeah. So remember. first of all, then talk about how difficult it was to pick your five. Uh, impossible. Absolutely impossible. Impossible. I could have gone all Tottenham, and then people would have just been you boring Tottenham geek. Then I didn't know whether to go down the right of just what I f actually think are the best five kits ever. But then it probably would match up to what most people would, like, a lot of people would. So I was thinking down that route. Then I do, do I have a connection with me? And uh, um, do I go international? Do I go iconic? I didn't know what route to go down. I just decided in the end, brilliant kits, I think, are brilliant kits, but also kit got a, a connection with me. Like kits that I had or wanted or whatever, like that. got a really strong connection. Yeah, so. I guess. Yeah, what you mentioned there's the beauty of this, isn't it? Like yeah. you said, it can be. Oh, it's you pick five and we we'll do it again tomorrow. It'll be completely different. Just, yeah. So who's your goalkeeper? Right. So what? I've, right. My, I think your favourite goalkeeper shirt ever would be the 1988 England one. And it had all these zigzags, right? Striped zigzag things, and it was really rare. And I was desperate for it. I wanted it for my birthday. Peter Shelton had it, they had it, there was a blue version. It was like black with like blue zigzag, that zigzags. Yeah, I think I remember. And then there was a green one, and I think there might have been even a pink one, I don't know. Like the, the Sunday morning teams had like a pink version, yeah. right? And I'd never got it. So that, oh, that's a retro goalie shirt, that's a blinding goalie kit, right? But I had the 1991 Tottenham goalkeepers kit had it in yellow. I actually had it, right? And it had this mad lot of these flecks and patterns in it. Uh, and that was Holston, Umbro. So my favourite as it the probably the England one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Tottenham. So I actually had so Tottenham. Tottenham 1991 FA Cup final. We moved to Umbro. 1991 Tottenham. 
And what, what goalkeeper's wearing that? Well, our keeper was Eric Swalspit, Eric the Viking. But the one that I, I rep was Ian Walker. Would Ian be Walker. the one that jumps to mind in that kit. Oh, he oh. wore it more. He was our goalkeeper. Because we had that kit for about four years. Yeah. So he was the goalkeeper that I associate with wearing that kit the most. Yeah, I think that's the only Spurs keeper I can probably remember from the 90s. Yeah, Eric the Viking in 91. Ian Walker, we had him for a few years. Then we ended up with like Neil Sullivan. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the back end of uh, the 90s. So, hey, so what formation are you playing? You're going one? Uh, all that doesn't matter, five. to be honest. Just, just five, five, yeah? So we'll go yeah, defender then, yeah? Uh, I ain't got a defender. Or um, we'll just say it's defending I'm position. All attack. Yeah, yeah. All that attack. Right. Then I've gone the 1990 England kit. I remember getting Gorgeous, that England mate. kit. Gorgeous. The shorts were just, they had the pattern down the side of the shorts. They're like little triangles and stripes. No kit had them. They, that was just like, oh my goodness. And I remember getting it, wearing it at school. And the bit around the arm, it just, and I've, I think when it come out, because my birthday's in April, so when it come out, a lot of kits back in the day come out around them times. So I've been quite lucky and get kits early, before most people. And it weren't like the days you could just go down like the sports shop. It was catalogue, you had to buy them and order them and stuff. So my dad got, I remember getting that and no one had it. And it had that little button there with the little stripes, that, that kit. And then obviously tying in with 1990, that World Cup was yeah, just well, the, I mean, I was what opened my eyes up to yeah. football. That was the first tournament that I was like, oh my goodness, Gaza and all the rest of it. So, so in this Paul Gascoigne. Are we saying, because all three of them are class. They're all class. I had the red one. Yeah. I had the red one. Um, I think my older brother ended up with it and I think I, I think he's got it somewhere. So I need that back. Get after him. If you're yeah, listening. I lost it, you know. Oh, mate, that'd be worth a fortune yeah, now. Yeah. It's the original as well. Yeah. So, so are you going, going for the away one then? No, 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 home one. Home, home, yeah. Right, home one. And then the and I wanted the blue one, never got the blue one, but the blue one was great. They was all blinding. Yeah. Because they was all just rare, the patterns in the kit. I've got like a retro one, but without the Ambrose sign. It's still nice. Yeah, they don't count. But don't count. Don't it count. count. No, they don't. Yeah, retro shirts have to have the, the, uh, the makers. They don't yeah. have the makers, yeah. they don't count for me. Like I said, I went to that classic football shop and um, they had like the 1991s. They're like 200 quid. Really? They had the blue one. I think this was the 92 one with the... The three lines going across yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue, yeah. That was 300. And the third kit, I think. Yeah, it? 300 yeah, quid really, that I was. Remember that kit. Oh, that'd be. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that kit. So, who, who's a player? Who, who, who Paul Gasquin. Paul Gazzi, yeah. Paul Gasquin. So that's a good, I think it's right up there, one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, so, number two, so number three. Um, the 1991 Tottenham kit. It revolutionised football kits. We Damn. brought the long shorts back. Isn't no one had long shorts. Big statement. We did. It's a fact. We was Hummel. If you remember the 1991 Gaza free kick was Hummel. Now, that was a brilliant kit as well, by the way. That was almost on the list. But then the 91 Cup final come, and we just all of a sudden with Umbro, and it all happened really quickly. So in the April, we beat Arsenal. And then the, the final was on 18th of May. So you're talking about in a four or five weeks' time, We've gone from Hummel, but that Hummel deal fell through. And next thing, we were in Umbro. And I remember my dad coming home in a black bag and I had the kit. And no one, like, I, I must have had the kit the day it came out. No one had it. I remember wearing it to primary school. The long shorts, it was just... And we had navy socks for the first time in God knows how long. I just remember having the kit. Well, like, oh my goodness. I'd have wore studs if I could have wore studs to school. That kit, iconic. And all of a sudden... 
teams, like Arsenal still had the moody little like budgie smuggler shorts. And we had the big long baggy. If you watch the final, Forrest Pierce, you can see his tackle hanging out when he takes that free kick. And we got the big baggy shorts. Brilliant. And so that's the home shirt, yeah? Well, the whole kit. The, the whole, navy yeah, thing yeah, with the, the white bit, the white arch so on the, the shorts. And what, what player? See, again, that would be Gaza in a way because he got injured in that final rest of it. But I've already got Gaza in there. So... I would go Paul Stewart because he got the win he got the equaliser in that thing. However, we had that kit about three years, and it was Teddy Sheridan's kit that he wore when he first came to Tottenham. So I met Teddy wore that a lot, so I'll go with Teddy. It was a it was a Teddy, that's what kit he wore when he first came to Tottenham, and he got loads of goals and he then became my favourite player. Alright, so Teddy. Nice. So I I will have to think about the ninety one I can't remember them ones because they're too early. The ninety one kit, I've got the shirt. It's, I think. Yeah, it's brilliant. Alston, blue collar. It's got like on the sleeve, it's got this little blue, navy blue arch with the word Spurs in it. It's got all THFC embossed in the, in the material. The shorts were long shorts down to the knee and they had a like a big white arch either side, which was like, again, shorts didn't really come like that. Yeah. And then within years, every team had long shorts. And now to this day, they're still long. Name of our episode, isn't it? I think we can name that the first first club of the. They were. They brought, we brought them back. We brought them back. That's the that's We brought them back. Um, so what's your fourth shirt? Right, the fourth shirt. Um, it's either they're identical. The 1990 and 1994 Italy kits, right? And I'll explain why. I've got. I've just got bought for my birthday the 1990 Italy kit, which is blinding. Deodora. Right, but in '94 England were rubbish and didn't qualify. So I um, and I love Roberto Baggio as my favourite player. So because of that, I was like Baggio and Italy. And uh, my dad bought me the. I sound like a sport brat, didn't I? But yeah. My dad bought me the Italy kit. No, no probably, comment, probably yeah. for my birthday. In fact, so the World Cup was in like June, July. I probably got it in my birth for my birthday. And again, couldn't have been five people in the country that probably had an Italy kit. And I had the blue, the blue shirt, Deodora, and it had these little triangles on the collar. And then Baggio was like the main man. He scored, got Italy to the final on his on his own. Um, but it was just quality. The kit, it was just unbelievable. So either that or the ninety. The ninety one is quality as well, and he he ripped up ninety ninety as well. So I'm gonna make you pick. Well, because I had the 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 the. Uh, the 94 one at the time, and I was obsessed with Baggio, I'd have to go with the 94 one. But I've got the 91 and I've rocked that indoors now as well. Baggio, yeah, as your... Yeah, Baggio and Eva. Baggio. Yeah, so Dean picked the 2006 one. 2006 shirt. Not shirts that are no good. The what? current one's blinding as well. Yeah, but apart from it's that... the best thing Puma have done for about yeah. 20 years. Apart from that away one that you wore the other day. Oh yeah, that's crap. Yeah, that's template. Yeah, crap one. Um, yeah, so, and your final shirt? Right, final shirt. I didn't actually have it. My son's got it. Um, I didn't really like it when they brought it out. But it is the third kit, 2019 kit, that they wore against Ajax in the semi-final. And it's got to be Lucas Moura. The most unbelievable night supporting Tottenham. I've never 
there's never been a night or will be like it, I don't think, again. That was just, watched it indoors with my son and my brother, and it was just, when that, oh my goodness. I, felt like I was in Australia when that happened. Oh my, it was pff, unbelievable. I just, unbelievable. I don't even know about Because <laughs> you, you, you lost the first... Lost 1-0 like, at home, and then in the, we went 2-0 down uh, with early doors in the away leg and it was funny because we had a group chat with Wayne, my brothers and all the rest of it and I'm negative when it comes to spell, I'm doom and gloom but for some reason that night I wasn't and it was all doom and gloom and I remember saying if we get one it put the cat amongst the pigeons and we got one and then as we were uh, we got one, he got two in about three minutes and then we hit the bar and it was done and I started tired I remember being in the front and started tidying and my little brother, he started getting his coat and he was folding it over his arm and he was getting the go. And I was putting the glasses and I was bits and bobs. And I stood in the doorway of my kitchen to my front room. So the telly's right over the far side. And I could sort of see from afar and it had gone back and he'd gone. And Bill went, look, one more, come on, one more go. And you, so I saw Sosoko launch it up. And I'm sort of now watching from here, but I can't really see the telly. It's a bit blurry because I'm that far away. So Bobby's standing there, and Bill's, but then Bill's in the way of the telly. So I'm now just watching Bill watch the telly, and I'm behind Bill watching the telly. And I can sort of see a bit of the telly, but I can't really see what's happening. It's all a bit blurry. And I'm just listening to him, and he goes, go on, go And he just sort of falls to, I didn't know who at the time, and it just I see it sort of get shot. I could see the telly, the pitch on the telly sort of moving, but I couldn't really see it. So I just went on Billy's thing, and he just went... Just lost mental. his, it just went mental. So I've gone mental. I've heard the commentary, the famous commentary, and it's more, and just gone, lost the plot, decided for some reason to run out the front door, run down the street. Next thing I know, I've come in, I've got no top on. As I've walked in, my little brother's going, oh no, oh no. I'm thinking VAR and all that. I'm thinking, what, what, what? I've just gone do lally down the street. And he was, no, he, he weren't. He was just, because of the excitement of it. And I remember just punching the floor, shouting Champions League, Champions League, Champions League. And like, thinking it's done, because I, I knew the time. They took centre and I'm going, they're going to blow. Two and a half minutes later, the, the game's still going ahead. Lamella's trying to nutmeg on the edge of the box. But thinking only Tottenham now could do that and still not go through. I was thinking they're going to nick one. And then the whistle went, and I just, it just, it was un, it was unbelievable. I remember, I didn't change it, and I rewound it about an hour. So I watched it all sort of again. I just sort of sat on the sofa, I just sort of didn't know what to do, just ringing people, just. Just taking it all in. It was, it was unbelievable. It's just such a shame that we got turned over in the final, and it was a damp squib in the final. But yeah, look back at that. That's the only downer, like, it all meant nothing. You might as well have sort of got knocked out. Yeah. And not had to go through the, the, but yeah, but that is that kit will go down as one of the iconic Spurs kits ever, and I can't not see that shirt ever. And I actually jumps in that that goal and that thing just jump when I see that shirt, just Ajax, just unbelievable. I guess it's similar to QPR at Wembley when Bobby Zamora scored in that last yeah, minute. I was at that, I was at that game. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a moment that was, mate. That was. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like, like that was your, that was our Lucas Moura moment, I guess, that was last it. minute. Yeah, and you got promoted at 10 men. Kilo slipped over, so didn't he? Give the ball away. Oh, yeah, yeah, slipped. What a finish, what a goal, what a moment. I remember it. I remember, I yeah, I remember. Who were you in the Derby end, though, weren't you? I was in the Derby end, because me and Laws were Derby, and I was with Bobby, and I just remember, vividly remember he had a Vuvuzela. Someone gave him a Vuvuzela, and he just kept on blowing it. And the geezer next to us was getting the ump. And I was like, Bobby can't blow it all the time. But the geezer, he's only, Bobby was only young. What year was what year was that? 2014. Yeah, so he was six. Yeah. Right? So, that, come on, you've got a six-year-old blowing a Vuvuzela. Come on, get a life. Yeah. So, I actually, even though I wanted Derby to win because of my in-laws, and Bobby sort of likes him because of that, the idiot next to me who was just being an absolute tool, I was actually quite glad that he walked home miserable because he was just every time, yeah. he, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it was bittersweet. What, what was your reaction like in the Derby end? Well, they're, they're quite sensible, weren't they? Really, yeah. they weren't, they're not hooligans or nothing like that. They were gutted. Um, I was disappointed because I fancied a bit of extra, extra time pens. Uh, I think that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to hold on for yeah. extra pens. I, I, what I do actually remember, I remember you being awful. It was, if there's ever a snatch and grab, if ever I've been in a grand, and don't get me wrong, Tottenham have done a few snatch and grabs over the years and I've seen it happen against us, but if, if there ever was a snatch and grab, that was it. I don't, I'm not sure you had a shot. No, I'm not I, sure I you got it in the box. Right. I thought we was all right first half. I did. My, my, second, and then, I watched half. it as a neutral, remember? Yeah, yeah. That's just my vivid memory. I remember yeah, thinking I, I, they're not up too much. No, yeah, we didn't have much many chances. Yeah. Um, I Very thought we negative. were... I didn't think we were that bad first half, but then that, obviously, when he got sent off, I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's a little blurred, it's a bit sort of blurred. So I'm sure it was Champions League final that day. Yeah, it was, yeah, Real Madrid, Real Madrid Athletic, Athletic, Athletic Club. Madrid. Yeah. I remember watching that after. Shepherds Bush afterwards. Yeah. Um, a few honourable mentions then. Can't believe you said this and it's not in your shirt. Although it probably doesn't mean much to you, but we talk about the 83-85 QPR Guinness shirt. I love that. Love I mean, it. I'm disappointed. That's a great QPR shirt. Is that is that on the bench? Is that made the bench? Nah, it's a great. There's so many. Like I've got, I love Amal kits. So any Denmark kit has always been good. The '86 Denmark, all the Tottenham Amal kits, every single one of them, unbelievable. Um, I've got the England '86 shirt, brilliant kit. '80 shirts are, are blinding. I suppose they're a bit, they naturally retro, aren't they? Um, you can't go wrong with a Brazil kit. Especially like the early eighties, like Socrates days. Um, France eighty four was a good one. They sort of copied it in eight in ninety eight. It's the same sort of kit, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, so yeah, I definitely. Oh, there's so many. I could go through a list of Tottenham ones, like the eighty one kit. There's so many. It's impossible, as I said. It's impossible. I could mention hundred kits that I like. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get you on again and we'll talk football shirts again. This is like um, you know, it's like you know, like the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon when he talks about flags. <laughs> this is like, it, yeah. <laughs> fun with flags, yeah, yeah. fun, fun with, with yeah, shirts. Yeah. So, you want to do me worst shirt now, didn't you? Yeah, that's yeah, worst shirt. So we had obviously the prawn sandwich, not prawn sandwich, sorry, the old uh, we talked about when we there, the prawn sandwich, uh, Loja CD, which was the I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. I had the prawn kit, which is yeah, that's horrible to look at. Yeah. Have you have you gone for a shirt that's horrible to look at or just no? Well, as as he said, I can't believe what your mate said in the last one about Spurs kits. I don't see you can look at a Spurs kit. A white kit's always a quality kit. In fact, everyone likes Real Madrid. You're slating off this kit, don't you? Your what? your recent kit, yeah. Yeah, but when you see the kids in it and like 
my boy in it, he looks half decent. And when they got it on, yeah, yeah and I weren't a fan of it, it was too busy. And the red, I don't like the red sponsors. But I, I can't be dealing with the Arsenal kit. It looks so old fashioned the day it comes out. The Adidas ones are half, not bad, but the red shirt with the white arms, it just looks cheap. That, that's, and I'm totally biased, but they just look cheap. And that prophetic one they had when I think they were invincible, whatever it was, with that yellow, the total night, the, the red, white, and yellow, it looked so cheap, rubbish. Just, I think that's a terrible kit. Their worst kit was they had a Puma one the other year, like skin tight Puma. I think Arteta might have, might have been his last season. Terrible. A skin tight fitted Puma. Cheap so rubbish. Is that what you're going for? No. Puma one? The kit that haunts me. Yeah, so. Haunts me is the Chelsea kit from 20, when they won the Champions League. Yeah, that was one of the darkest days I ever. Know, they, they won, not only did they win the Champions League, they stopped us um, going in the Champions League. We finished fourth, and by them winning it, I think they come 10th or something, it was like a blue Adidas, and it had like, white, almost like an Arsenal kit, but in blue and white. Yeah, yeah. It had like white shoulders or arms, and Drogba, ah. Oh. So any of them. Yeah, yeah. Any Chelsea kit, Arsenal kit, but yeah, rubbish kits. So uh, yeah, I agree with the Chelsea and one. The new Chelsea kit is terrible. Yeah, I know, yeah. They yeah, asked that on the last episode. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's a, that's a horrible kit. But not I could get into. They're just trying to be too busy. Yeah, it's like because they, they stopped wearing it, didn't they? Last couple of games. Oh, was it, they they read it was jinx after yeah. the, was it, they got beat in the final cup final against Leicester. Yeah. Or so, anyway. that, that was a good moment. That was. That was a great moment. Right, um, thank you very much, Harry. Thoroughly really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, but guys, like and subscribe on the Instagram and Twitter pages. And follow and su- su- subscribe on the Spotify and Apple and Google podcasts. I think we're everywhere at the moment. And yeah, l- looking forward to the next episode. Come on, Spurs. Oh, no, cutting that out, mate. <laughs>